Welcome to the Amateur Church Podcast, where we pursue excellence in ministry with the right motivation for the sake of love. I'm Pastor Matt, and I'm so thankful that you're on this disciple's journey with me. This week, we've been reading through the book of Esther, and today we're looking at how we can worship God from this text. And so every week on our worship day, we've got our worship pastor, Terrell Bogan, my partner in crime. Brother Terrell, good to see you today. Good to see you, and I'm glad to hear you're back in full voice. I'm I'm about 90%. I'm getting back, getting back. So, uh, man, thank you for joining me today as we look at one of my favorite Old Testament books, the book of Esther. Yes. Uh, so in your reading, kind of what's jumped out to you? How's, how's Esther affected your life to, uh, this week? And one word kept jumping out as I read through Esther, and that was sovereignty. Just God is sovereign. Yes. Even though God's name is nope, never mentioned in the book. once. <laughs> um, we do. We see the hand of God uh, in the midst of mm-hmm. all this, with this raising um, Esther up uh, as, a, as a hidden Jew uh, <laughs> raised up to power over Persia. And, and God is faithful in the midst of all that. Um, so when we think about the book of Esther, uh, I know I, I see a lot of, uh, lot of irony in oh, yeah. the book. Uh, yes. I, th- I think that's a big word. Uh, when you look at what Haman planned for Mordecai on the gallows, uh, and that actually ends up he's hung on the very gallows that he planned for Mordecai. I think God's working behind the scenes there. Uh, one of the pictures we see, especially with the king wanting to honor Mordecai, and he asks Haman, hey, what would you say needs to be done for the one that uh, the king wants to honor? And Haman, of course, in his pride and arrogance, thinks he's talking. he's got to be talking about himself. Of course. Of course. And, uh, and so he says, man, give him your, your, your horse, give him your, your robe, give him your signet ring, let everybody bow down to him, parade him through. And and I love this just this line where it says and uh, and so um, the king said do all this and take this for Mordecai and uh, thus it shall be done to the man whom the king desires to honor and so I just love the irony there <laughs> and I think that we many times. Um, kind of get caught up in ourselves like mm-hmm. Haman does. And God uses a little bit of irony to say, hey, you're putting yourself on the on the throne, but I'm going to humble the exalted yeah. and exalt the humble. Do, do you see that? I, I do. Uh, and reading through that reminds me of the story of Jesus uses the parable of don't sit at the head of the table oh, because yeah. you might not be the one being honored. <laughs> sit at the back because then if you're the one honored, you're not getting embarrassed by like, hey, you might want to come sit down here. That's that's not for you. So yeah, I see that a lot. Um, and that's one thing, you know, as a worship pastor, I got to be careful about because uh, there's been many times I've in my own pride thought, man, I'm doing a great job. And then a huge mistake's on its way. <laughs> and I am humbled very quickly. I, I think that's good advice. You know, when we talk about worship, worship not just being what we do on Sunday morning, mm-hmm. but our lifestyle, uh, you know, especially as a young pastor, mm-hmm. my temptation was to think, hey, if they'll just listen to me, yeah. if they'll just if they'll just let me do my thing, then then I'll solve the problems in this church. And and God uh <laughs> God quickly shows me the irony yes. of Matt, you uh you don't know what you're talking about, son. <laughs> so so let's 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 humble a little bit and yeah. and I will set up for myself uh, a throne, mm-hmm. and God will say, "No, those are going to be the gallows that I hang your pride on." Yes. That's that's it. So I think this is just a just a good reminder for for all of us that worship is about Jesus, not not that's us. Right. Um, so 
when when we look at the book of Esther, we see, man, there was a death threat on the uh, on the people mm-hmm. uh, of Israel. They they were going to die as a yeah. as a civilization, and we know throughout history there's this anti-Semitic nature. Um, you know, even in our you know just the last hundred years with with Hitler against right. the Jews, um, and there's there's been this. Um, horror, I've used that word, turned holiday at certain points in the Jews' lives. And we see worship being one of rejoicing. Mm -hmm. Now, take that thought, and I just want to apply it to the church. We live as people that have had death letters against us. I mean, the, the Gospel is first bad news. To get to the good news, we <laughs> we had uh, our sin deserved punishment and uh, demanded death. Yeah. But now we've been brought into marvelous light. How does joy play into or, or affect worship? Um, I think the one word is perspective. Um, I, I try to remind myself every day. And, and I've gotten better at not looking at the news so much, not listening to the headlines and what's going on, but reminding myself, all that is for naught. Everybody in the world is just fighting to have control over something that's temporary. And I remind myself and my family, uh, you know, that's our first ministry is our family, to remind them. You hear the politicians, the news guys saying this, but pick up your Bible and see what that says. It's not going to matter. A hill of beans in a hundred years, thousand years, how much longer we've got left. Because the last page, as Billy Graham used to say, I read the last page and God wins. Man. <laughs> so that's where my joy comes from is that in the end, God's going to win. That, that's right. That's right. And and I think that's probably one of our most important calls week after week is just to simply remind people, yeah. hey, this is temporary. Yeah. Uh, we can have joy. Is it uh, is it a struggle for you sometimes to get in a mindset of joy, or is it just natural for you, or what? Yes and no. Some okay. there's some days I get up and I just I got it and it's there, and there's other days. Um, we mentioned our wives two weeks ago, and my wife very gently reminded me in her loving way um, when I was feeling down a couple of weeks ago about something that happened, and she took me and she made me pay attention to her and said. If you're going to sing these songs and tell us to believe in these songs, then, buddy, you better shut up and listen to those songs and believe in them yourself. Because if you don't, then you have no right telling us to believe in them. And I was like, she's right. I'm telling you all to believe in these songs. I need to do that myself. Yeah, yeah. So some days it's hard. (laughs) Good deal. Um, One of the... I, I think that's one reason that music is so important in uh, in getting us to the throne of God, uh, you know, in our mind and yeah. our hearts, is because it does affect our emotions. It does affect, you know, how how mm-hmm. we how, how we can fight battles with joy, and and so I'm I'm thankful that God uses you in that. Um, in in talking about joy and talking about the joy that we see arise towards the end of Esther, they they create a whole new um, <laughs> holiday that That's wasn't right. even in the book of Leviticus. I mean, they they create Purim uh, to celebrate this uh, salvation that they have. It's interesting to me that the lineup of Esther is you've got the Feast of the King in mm-hmm. chapter 1, where he sends out Vashti, uh, and then you've got the Feast of Esther, mm-hmm. but then you've got the Feast of Purim. Yes. Um, and, and, and so it really is a, a festival book. It's mm-hmm. really a book of, uh, of celebration uh, in, in the end. Um, do you see the church 
and and not just our local church, but as a whole, do you see the church in the world as a joyous uh, group or one of really doom and gloom? Oh, wow. And again, it depends on, um, I think it might depend on the church. There's been churches I've been a part of that that's kind of how their mindset is, is woe is us. And there's others that says, yeah, we've, we've had this struggle. The world's had this struggle. But let's turn that sorrow, let's turn that pain into a remembrance of, yeah, we went through this, but joy came that morning. Now let's remember that we were delivered in that and let's rejoice in what God did. Amen. That's good. That's yeah. good. And I, I really think you, you said earlier, the key of that is being reminded that God is sovereign Yeah, and he's over all things. And and though we don't even see the name God mentioned in the book of Esther, we <laughs> no. do see his sovereign hand mm-hmm. uh, behind that. And so I believe you've got a song for I us do. today that comes from that thought. Yeah. When I was reading the book, the, the word sovereign just kept coming to me. And what was interesting was, um, I don't know how this song has escaped my attention for so long. Uh, this song's over 10 years old. It's a song called Sovereign Over Us. And a lot of times when I pick songs and I'm reading a text, I may uh, Google a, a certain word or phrase or look for themes. Uh, I have a hymnal that um, is a planning hymnal that I look at certain themes. And this song just kept coming up. And I was like, I think I know this song. <laughs> I don't know where I've been the last uh, 10 years or so, but I this song got stuck on me on Tuesday and I couldn't get away from it. But the song is called Sovereign Over Us. And my favorite part of the song is in the bridge when it says, even what the enemy means for evil, you turn it for our good, but more importantly, for your glory. So everything God does, he does it for his glory. So if you know this song, sing along. This song is called Sovereign Over Us. Above the heavens, 
reaching down in endless grace. You're the lifter of the lowly. Compassionate and kind. You surround and you uphold me. And your promises are my delight. Your plans are still to prosper. You've not forgotten us. You're with us in the fire and the flood. And faithful forever and perfect in love. You are sovereign over us. Even while the enemy means for evil, you turn it for our good. You turn it for our good and for your glory. Even in the valley, you are faithful. You're working for our good. You're working for our good and for your glory. Your plans are still to prosper. You've not forgotten us. You're with us in the fire and the flood. You're faithful forever and perfect in love. You are sovereign over us. Faithful forever and perfect in love. You are sovereign over us. Man, I love that song. I remember, uh, I think 2010, 2011 being... At a uh, youth camp, leading the youth to uh, Covenant College, yeah, and Aaron yeah. Keys being the worship leader, and he just came out and said, "Hey, I've got a new song <laughs> that I wrote," uh, and he played it, and just tears streaming down my face, thinking about the sovereignty of God. Um, so good to hear you play that today. Yeah. Thank you, brother. And what a great, uh, what a great reminder of the Book of Esther. Yeah. Can you just imagine the Jews at the end of the book um, having these armies come against them and knowing that God was with them in the oh, face boy. of that battle? Uh, so hopefully you've enjoyed the book of Esther this week and that uh, it has led you to worship uh, not Esther, not Mordecai, but Jesus Christ because That's he right. is uh, our Savior and he's the one that turned all of the enemy uh, that, that was against us, um, that he he made, uh, he conquered death, he conquered sin, he conquered the grave, he conquered hell uh, through his uh, death, burial, and resurrection. And we celebrate Christ in the book of Esther, turning a horrible day into a holiday. Mm-hmm. As we close out uh, our uh, episode today, we want to look at our Check This Out resource. So what is yeah. your Check This Out resource? My Check This Out, hey, Check This Out is next week, starting on Thursday, June the 1st, is our Worship Arts Camp. And this is a time we just take our pre-K through uh, sixth grade students and just show them there is more ways to worship God than just music um, through different forms of art. Um, we're going to have people doing sign language, uh, Bible journaling, where we draw pictures based on Bible stories. 
Um, we're going to have a praise band, some piano music. So there is worship and music, but there's more than that. And then I think what everybody's favorite class is going to end up being, we have somebody coming in and teaching us uh, not cake decorating, but like dessert decorating, decorating for our snack time. And yes, you can worship God through decoration of food. Oh, man, <laughs> I may sign up for that class. Yes. <laughs> well, good deal, man. Thank you for that. Uh, hey, check this out. My resource of the week is The Reason for God, Belief in an Age of Skepticism, written by uh, Dr. Tim Keller. Now, as I shared earlier this week, Dr. Keller passed away uh, recently and uh, has left a legacy, a great legacy for the church. Uh, he was the pastor of Redeemer Presbyterian Church in New York City. Uh, for uh, He planted the church, he and his family, in 1989 and then um, has also written several books, I believe over 30 books. And this is one of the most important books in my library. I was looking earlier today and I think the last time I read it was 2017, 2016. And so it's been a while, but I am going to pick this book back up this week and read back through it. Uh, just a wealth of knowledge and information. And so I'm thankful for his ministry. Uh, he's still affecting people today. Amen. So I would encourage you, uh, first, if you've got a child uh, and would like to be a part of our worship arts camp, Brother Terrell's leading next week, Amen. please sign up and come and be a part of that Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. And then on Sunday, they'll get to uh, glorify God in showing what they've learned. And uh, also, if you've never read The Reason for God, <coughs> by Tim Keller. Pick it up this week and uh, start in that uh, trick. Any last words, brother? Uh, just to paraphrase 1 Corinthians, everything you do, do for the glory of God. Amen. Amen. Hey, I'm thankful for you listening today. I pray this week has been a great reminder of what God does even behind the scenes in our <laughs> lives. Love you. Praying for you. Stakes in the ground. <laughs>